0: Welcome back to the Eucatropolis Podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. In this episode, we dive into the topic of left-hand fingering, which I know is not the most scintillating topic, and yet it's an important topic that comes up a lot with students. To master this topic, you have to kind of approach the ukulele fretboard sort of like a chessboard. Sometimes it's very mathematical. Sometimes it's very intuitive, the way you move around. In any case... In this episode, I give you three principles that I use when I'm trying to divine the the best fingering for a particular passage or piece, and I hope that it helps you as well. Don't forget, the episodes in this season of the podcast are being recorded live, and you can join the next live taping by going to yuketropolis.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and now let's get to today's episode. There has been a lot of discussion and and, um, conversation about left-hand fingering that I think we have just enough time to kind of scratch the surface of of this question. This has been coming from a number of people who are um, doing the ukulele way or they're doing Americana ukulele. Uh, The latest one was Kelly. She was asking about tab notation. And she says there never seems to be suggested finger numbers embedded in the music the way you find in piano music. And she's saying, um, the general advice that I've heard is to use the first finger on the first fret and the second finger on the second fret and and third finger on the third fret, etc. Which in the world of ukulele in the classroom, we always call that the finger to fret rule. And it's trying to get students uh, started with good habits so that they're not hunting and pecking with a single finger when they play melodies on the ukulele. This is a good place to start. Don't get me wrong. The finger to fret rule is an excellent place to start. But she says um, right in the first measure of of Lonesome Valley, she says this all breaks down because you're using the first finger to play the C note on the third fret, for obvious reasons, she says. I totally get that. Um, But she says she printed out the sheet music, she's added some finger numbers to the notes on the staff, but then it starts to get really cluttered, right? Uh, And so she's not the only one um, wondering about this and struggling with fingerings for the left hand. And knowing, you know, when to use which finger. And I don't know what to tell you. There is no perfect solution for this. And although some students have said, well, yeah, there is a perfect solution, it's where you tell us exactly what fingers to use on which notes that is also not a perfect solution as much as it might be appealing or convenient because you know well whatever james does i'm going to at least try to do partly that doesn't work because i don't always know what i'm going to do and i don't have i don't always have a set fingering for a piece instead i guess i have principles that i try to follow and why don't i just try to give you a couple of those principles and see if this helps you in coming up with your own left hand fingerings or um, you know, your fretting hand fingerings. We're not talking about the plucking hand here. We're talking about which fingers on the fretting hand you use to play the notes. The first principle is economy of motion. Stay in one place if you possibly can. Try not to hunt and peck. If you're moving a lot, then you probably need a better fingering. Not always, but often it means you need a better fingering. And by moving a lot, I mean moving the position of your thumb on the back of the neck. Because the thumb kind of plants you in a position, right? Like, here I am... um I'm I'm playing with my index finger on the third fret and my thumb kind of sets up shop in that place uh, around the third fret behind the neck. And if I was to hunt and peck these notes with a single finger, my thumb and my whole arm would be moving up and down the neck. That's the kind of movement we want to avoid. You have to do it sometimes but you kind of want to set up shop if at all possible. Don't move unless you have to. So get into a position where you can stay. Right there, I just shifted back into the home position, but I that whole time I was in position. That's... Principle number one, try to stay in one place, if at all possible. Principle number two for fingering is use your ear and ask yourself, is it lyrical? Is it lyrical? Is the melody unbroken? Because fingering, although it sounds like a very dry kind of exercise and yes fingering is kind of like the chess of ukulele it's the chess of the fretboard it's it's all about moves and uh i guess some kind of intuitive math about how to find your way around the fretboard i always think it, of it kind of like a board game and there's a, there's a million ways to play chess just like there's a million ways to navigate the fretboard it sounds very dry But in the end, it has everything to do with how you're able to make the ukulele sing. If you hear an unbroken line, uh, like... um, And if that melody is very convincing, If you're able to play it so that every note touches the next note. And we don't get unintentional gaps between the notes. You know, like playing ukulele is kind of like Carpentry, you know, if if you if you finish building this thing out of wood and you stand back from it, and there is lots of little gaps, you know, if you've ever laid like a hardwood floor or anything, you work and you work and you work and you stand back from it and you go, oh, there is all these gaps between the boards. It doesn't look finished. Uh, melody is just like that. If you have gaps. That's a very gappy sound, right? Some of that has to do with the fingering, that the fingering hasn't been well thought through and you need to do some work to make sure that you can stay in one place, hold the note that you're on and pivot toward the next note. And that has everything to do with the way your fingering is, is planned out. I'm trying to think of a, of a good example. How about this one? It's especially clear in lyrical pieces, which is why I'm thinking of these uh, slower melodies. Um. So I'm trying to make this unbroken melody for Home on the Range. And right here in the very first measure, home on the range, that that, that C7 chord right there. I have, I have many ways I could play that. I could play it with my index and my middle fingers. I could play it with my middle and ring fingers. I could play it with my ring and pinky fingers. It's all going to sound the same. Why I would choose one over the other is really comes down to what happens next where am i going with this you have to be looking out the windshield when you're playing the ukulele you don't this is one of chalmer's drones uh, analogies for for playing music he said you don't drive a car with your head hanging out the window looking at the pavement beneath the car that's not how we drive an automobile you know not safely anyway you have to be looking ahead you have to be looking out the windscreen and that will determine the fingering many times can I get to the next note in a smooth and connected way that will determine nine times out of ten what you should be doing uh, in a moment like this (laughs) And the third and final principle for fingering that hopefully uh, you know helps I don't know if any of this helps, but um, this is literally what I use, the thought process that I use to to come up with fingerings. The third and final thing is sometimes there's no good solution. So keep this in mind: the composers who write this music don't write it with your convenience in mind. <laughs> You know, uh, they write what they feel is beautiful. And it's our job to make it work on our ukuleles. Like Mozart didn't write as much as I'd like to think he, he, he would have liked to, he didn't write for the ukulele. We have to take his melodies and make them fit. And there may be times when to play a Mozart or a Beethoven or a Bach or whoever it might be. There will be times when there's no good solution. It's just an awkward move, and you have to do your best. This is a this is a last ditch kind of um, train of thought. But sometimes there's no good solution, and you just have to um, weasel your way from one position to another. And often that means just sort of sleight of hand. Um, Uh, using a roll for example Um, if i need to get from here to here and there's no way for me to get there then i'll slightly roll the second chord so that i have that it'sy bitty little bit of time during the roll to move my hand and to the audience, it sounds like I got there instantly without any trouble. But for me, it was a it was last-ditch, sleight-of-hand trick to move from one place to another. So, you know, that's one example of sort of a, um, I don't know, a dirty trick that we have to use because sometimes there is no good solution. So those are the three principles that I would offer. Number one uh, is... Don't move unless you have to. In other words, set up shop somewhere on the fretboard and stay there if you possibly can. Um, The second one, use your ear and be honest with yourself. Does this sound lyrical? Is it connected? If not, take a closer look at the fingering and make sure that you can pivot toward the new note um, while you're holding the current note. And finally, it doesn't always work out. And sometimes you will have to bend over backwards or use some kind of sleight-of-hand trick uh, to to make it sound the way you want. Because the world, for whatever reason, does not revolve around the ukulele. I'm sorry. I believe that it did for many years, but I'm starting to think that it doesn't. Maybe it should. I don't know. Maybe it would be a, a happier place if the world revolved around what sounded good and what was easy to play on the ukulele? Yeah. There's always hope. Thanks for tuning in to the Eucatropolis podcast. I'll be back again soon with another episode of the show. In the meantime, if you really enjoyed the sound of those finger picked pieces, uh, Lonesome Valley and Home on the Range, then I think you're going to love the newest course at Yuketropolis. It's called Americana Ukulele. It's banjo picking, bluegrass picking, flat picking, country, claw hammer, and even slide ukulele. It's all packed into one course, and I think you'll love it. You can get two free lessons just by going to yuketropolis.com Americana. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, keep on strumming.